I was thinking about it the whole time on my drive to Planet Fitness, though. I was like, I think I should be wearing a mask. Yeah. And then, of course, I like land on my ass. It choked you out. The smog came down too well, thick. I was like, it's... is that why I fell? It could be. You couldn't see? <laughs> it's too thick. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I was breathing it in wrong. I have no idea. Oh, yeah. It's like whenever you uh, you smoke weed and you don't breathe right and then you cough and everyone looks at you like a, God, a loser. Yeah. Are you like, no, you cough because that means it's working. No. Duh. I'm new to drugs. I'm new to drugs. Got my second round of aligners in. Oh, shit. My That's orthodont- fast. I know. My- like every other fucking week. Every exactly. week I'm here. The orthodontist was like, you can see like your teeth move Ew. in like this video, like your Ew. actual teeth. They have like a like a digital replica so you can see how your teeth should be moving. But then they like show your actual teeth. And I was like, that's crazy. That's my bones. Ew. Maybe I should take it out. Actually, I'm a little listy. I hate that noise. I'm so sorry. No, it's fine. It's just like, it's just, that was like PTSD to me. Oh it was, it like brought me back to like being 15 or something and being like, oh no, no, higher to being 18 and being like, should I put my retainer in after fucking my boyfriend? <laughs> I know it's good for my teeth. They said to wear it every night, but I don't know. And honestly, I blame <laughs> for the slight movement. If I hadn't been so in love, <sighs> My teeth would be fucking straight. Yeah. My mom's even commented once, and I was like, Linda? You don't understand. I was giving a lot of blowjobs. <laughs> I know that was your money, but this is my mouth. <laughs> and I can do whatever I want to it. You're lucky I haven't done math. <laughs> Welcome to Witch Yes, a podcast for casual con drinks, witches in training, and moms who kept all their children's teeth, but not for the reason you think. I'm Alicia Herter. And I'm Tara Keck. What do you think they did with them? I grinded it up and you sprinkled it over. Oh, they put potatoes. it in like a salt shaker. Yeah. yeah. And they were like, mm, just, let's just add something. It's for flavor. Yeah. It's witchcraft. Ooh. Mom, no. It's my Mom, teeth. no. Gross. Ew. Were you good at losing teeth as a child? Good? Like a special skill for my resume? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> put it at the top. It's like Photoshop, proficient at Photoshop. <laughs> losing childhood teeth. on today's episode lunasa which is in the news and magic you can microwave i love microwaves okay like probably like top five favorite appliance A toaster. They're adorable. Oh, so cute. So cute. Um, coffee maker has been really clutch mm-hmm. now that I made coffee within like, you know, started like the last five years, you guys. Like, it's pretty amazing. That's three. What other? I like blenders. Blenders are awesome. You seem like a blender kind of girl. Oh, yeah. I like to blend it up and get the milkshakes. What other appliances are there? I don't really care about the oven. Refrigerator? Yeah. That can be number five. I don't want to put anything in your head. If it's not the refrigerator. Well, I mean, what other appliances are there? 
panini maker. Oh, I do love my quesadilla maker. Mm. I don't know. I think the fridge would have to come first. Because mm-hmm. how are you going to keep I, the cheese? Yeah, I got to like keep the cheese and I got to, you know, I eat like a bird sometimes and then I'm like, oh, leftovers for five days. They got to go somewhere. <laughs> What's up? Anything new with you, boo? Uh, well, are we not going to talk about your fall? It was crazy. Can oh, talk- my fall. Oh. I thought you were talking about my autumn. And I was like, yes, I am very busy. <laughs> <laughs> no, you had a spill. <laughs> a tumble, one might say. A little oopsies. <laughs> yeah, so came out of the Planet Fitness, you guys. And I got the workout in, which I think is the biggest tragedy. Because I could have not had a workout. And I think that could have been really good for my day. But instead, I worked out, walked off the curb where I see the curb and a really good song came on too. Keep this in mind. Oh. Higher by Tayo Cruz. It was excellent. He was like, please step a little higher off the curb. (laughs) (laughs) And I did not. So I like ate fucking concrete. I skinned my knee. It bled the most I've ever seen blood. Very, since being an adult really. And then twisted my ankle, like could not walk. Marcel had to lift over to come pick me up. It was crazy. It was insane. And so I mentioned that we have like a a friendship discord that there's a venting thing. So by the time I like fucking army crawled my way to his car to like get in it, because this is when there was all that smog around New York City. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want to breathe the bad air. I'm already like you know, a dead fish, basically. Yeah. You are now, what do they call it? Immunocompromised. Exactly. (laughs) I am sensitive groups. (laughs) And so I put, like, a picture of my fall, and I was like, oh, I just fell. And, you know, like, looking for sympathy. And then they bring up the Saturn return. And then the whole conversation goes to other people's Saturn return. And I'm like, I am stranded in this Planet (gasps) Fitness parking lot And you guys don't have the decency to, like, give me attention right now? Don't change the subject. I want the subject to be on me. About me and my blood. about me. I am bleeding. I can't move. I can't drive. So Marcel Ubered over. He played nurse. He had, like, a little little emergency aid kit, like the little ones you get at Target. Mm -hmm. He bandaged me up. He helped me limp over to the other side. Then we went to Qdoba and Starbucks. And I got lots of attention. And I would kind of recommend, like, (laughs) if you just, like, want more attention from your partner, you should just hurt yourself. I mean, not in, like, a self-harm way, but in, like, a fall-off-the-sidewalk kind of way. Yeah, it's like Munchausen's, but, like, real. Especially if you, like, if you damage your legs somehow, oh, they are your servants. Oh, you can't do anything. I can't do anything. Oh, I don't know what dishes are. I've never seen dishes, but I was like, I know I'm a princess, but like, this is a good life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I wonder if that's how the Queen of England feels. I don't know if she feels anything. I assume she's on a lot of Oxycontin. Doesn't feel. That also must be nice. (laughs) I bet she's having a good time. She's having a great time. Ruling a country, waving, Mm -hmm. being mad at her grandson. Oh, can you imagine? (laughs) I'm old I just want to be mad at things yeah sounds like the dream so yeah so I'm slowly getting better that's the update 
I'm so sorry. That fucking sucks. And there's nothing like like tripping, at least in my experience, where I'm like, oh, like I'm in a vulnerable, prone position. There's no sexy, no graceful way to eat shit. Yeah. And I don't I don't even think I tripped. I just like landed wrong. I saw the curb mm-hmm. and it just didn't happen. Yeah. It was like, you know, two parallel universes colliding. Yeah. And I slipped through and broke my ankle in this universe. So what the fuck can you do? Cry about it. Be a princess. Yeah. I mean, ask your boyfriend to pick you up. Carry me. Fireman. Hot. Hot. (laughs) Into the bedroom. Lie me down. Oh, let's put a pillow under your foot. That's also a great time. That is some beautiful deluxe treatment. I love a pillow underneath my foot. It is really nice. A little ice pack. Thank you. Yeah. Or just being like, Marcel, <laughs> can you make me an iced coffee? And then he does. It, I, I like, I'm full of power right now. Mm-hmm. I'm thriving. And he and can't I'm not hold even it 30 you. yet. You're not even 30 yet. Not even 30. How about you? Any any update? Um. Well, when your dog is like oh, yeah, super sick, when Dolly was super sick, you don't get sympathy and no one makes you an iced coffee. You just clean up diarrhea that's called being a mom no no god dang it little melissa what's the doll update how's she doing she's doing much better i think i really think that she just like got a hold of something i get a little anxious about her because she's had so many tummy troubles like she had giardia five times at least so when she was just really uncontrollably leaking from both ends i'm sure this is great to listen to on your lunch break i'm really sorry i might i might cut this out but yeah it was just uh so pitiful but whenever dolly's sick she comes and sits in my lap which she, doesn't she also do. kind of naturally looks sad like there's she something does. sad girl about her so i'm sure her in pain makes it even worse it's very like it's always like, I'm so sorry. And I'm oh, like, like she feels guilty. Yeah, she you could tell. Like the last unicorn. I feel regret. She did. <laughs> She's the only Dolly that feels regret because Dolly Parton does not. She doesn't need to. She's perfect. Um but besides that, I'm doing really good. Um, I'm back into Art Twenty One. So did you ever watch those videos? No. Art twenty one, they're like uh really quick, like short film interviews about specific artist practices. So when I say short, I mean like eight to 12 minutes. Ooh, that's a delightful amount of time. Exactly. It's like decadent. It feels special where you're like really getting into stuff. It's not like a two minute situation. Yeah. Um, And it's not like 30 minutes where you like glaze over. Oh, yeah. Where you're like, you know, I can go to the bathroom in the middle of this and come back. Yeah. Still be talking. Yeah. Um, So that's been really great. But this research has really been kind of a uh, sort of a reprieve for me Mm -hmm. in the sense that I felt like it was really straightforward. Yeah. While it was a a medium-sized topic, it wasn't expansive like a Deceptively Unicorns was. Yeah. Where I'm like, I don't think we can fit all of this. Unicorns was kind of crazy. And they're out there still. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so this episode is sponsored by Tara Keck because <laughs> I ate concrete and she really pulled through. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 nice... It's it makes you feel accomplished for the day. I yeah. feel like. And it was a lot more straightforward than even like Beltane was. I yeah. feel like Beltane had a lot more about the actual festival and the mythology and the history to it, where this one doesn't as much. So what is this one? This one, we're talking about a Sabbat. 
Boom. So, surprise. This one is sort of interesting. As far as the Patreon questions and also the first suggested question on Google Mm -hmm. about the spot was, how do I pronounce this? Love that. And it really reminds me of like early Witch Yes, where it was like, is it Samhain? Is it Samhain? So I'm about to make you the most well actually witch in the room. Ooh, okay. It is pronounced. Lunasa. Lunasa. Not Lunasa. 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 Maybe you can tell from the extra unnecessary spelling, but Lunasa, L-U-G-H-N-A-S-A-D-H. The D-H is really rude, honestly. It's very sneaky Mm -hmm. and intrusive. It's a Gaelic festival. So I ran down this rabbit hole. I ran. I fell into a pitfall (laughs) of orthography. Have you ever heard of this? No. Orthography is the agreed upon spelling conventions of any given language. You can have some variation within a language like British English and American English. Like the British English often has like fancy E's or Mm -hmm. U's and stuff like that. And there have been studies about orthography's relationship to how a word is pronounced. So English, French, and Danish orthographies have the most irregularities in regards to being spelled in wild ways that have nothing related to how they're pronounced. Like think hors d'oeuvres. Oh, that word is so hard. I always have to Google it. I'm like, how do I spell tiny sandwich at a party? I just say tiny sandwich. Excuse me, give me that small, small wiener. May I have that small dumpling, please? (laughs) Kurdish, Serbo-Croatian, Georgian, Finnish, among others, have the least amount of irregularities, meaning like each letter has a sound and you pronounce that sound. Okay, simple. Irish orthography has a whole Wikipedia page about it, and it seems to me that the folks writing down like old Irish, old Scottish really loved putting DH and GH together, which both happen to be in Lunasa, and neither of them are pronounced. That's very rude. All right, back to Lunasa. It's the first harvest festival of the year and coincides with the Welsh harvest festival Gwynaust and the English harvest festival Lamas, something that you know, we're going to get into later because often they're seen as interchangeable. It's held on the 1st of August every year, halfway between the summer solstice and the autumn equinox. The word Lunasa is a combination of two words, Lu, who is a prominent god in Irish mythology. Sometimes there's like kind of like a throaty, so it's like Lu. So it's not like going to the Lou. It's not going to the Lou or the Louvre. Or aloof. (laughs) Yeah. And Nasad, which Wikipedia and articles quoting Wikipedia, told me. Mm -hmm. Personally. Lied to my face. Oh my God. That it means assembly. But when I went, I did some some investigation. Oh my God. Like a a true journalist. Yes. I looked up Irish and Scottish Gaelic dictionaries, and assembly is Shayla. And so I looked up party, and I looked up feast, and I looked up festival, (laughs) meeting, marriage, birthday, birthing, and sacrifice. And there is no Nasad. They just made it up. So then I ripped a 1905 Irish-English dictionary off Zlib, which is a great resource if you've never, like, if you don't have fucking paper textbooks ever again. And I, listen. It this turned, is like Anderson Cooper in the flesh, you I guys. was literally deep diving. I'm emailing people. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm catching them outside of work. Sir, 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 a quote, please. <laughs> Turns out Irish and Scottish Gaelic have their own alphabet, and you wouldn't think it'd be very different, but it's different enough, namely the D- the G, the S, and anything following an H, which is, again, all in Lunasa. 
Oh my God. So if you scroll down, you'll see like, they're just a little bit off. Ah, I see. All of them. So I found the word nos, which means fair. And odd, which means like fate or luck. So it could be the fair fate of Lou. Oh. There's also like na in the sense that it's like attached to the beginning of a word, which means uh, no in the sense of not to do something, let there be no of something similar to bu in Mandarin, like bu dui mm-hmm. is incorrect. Bu dui, bu shi, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, now maybe only orthography nerds are going to be really into this, but when you look up sod in the dictionary, it says si sob. So it sounds like I'm saying the same thing. Si be- sob run. Yes, si sob sit. <laughs> the D-H and the B-H, it's a D as in dog and a B as in boy. D-H and B-H, not pronounced, so you would think that they're both saw, see, saw on the seashore. <laughs> and saw with the B has several meanings. It either means death, strength, or the bolt that you put in front of a door, like a gate to lock it. Oh, okay. So it could mean lose undeath, his unstrength, or his unlocking. The power of Lou. The power! You cannot contain him! Ooh. That's all to say, I really don't know what this word means, but. I would know, maybe, if ancient Irish elites hadn't put so many unnecessary H's in front of their consonants. It's true. And if you look at this, like, just ridiculous. Like, the dots and the fancy A that looks kind of like it's in, what is it, the Illuminati? No. What's it called? Freemasons. Oh, yeah, that's a Freemason A. Yeah. If you're really into Irish mythology, you might want to know about this guy named Lou. Lou is described as an incredibly beautiful warrior, sometimes with blonde hair, sometimes with red hair, but either way, he has a lot of it. Ooh, love hair. Hair everywhere. Oh, it's, it's like voluminous. It's curly. Oof, okay. It's probably all over his body. Excellent. He's such a great and just warrior that when the god Krom Duv, the keeper of the grain, decides to keep all the grain to himself, Lou defeats him in battle. Not for himself, but for the grumbling, needy tummies of all the humans on Earth. It's for the children. Why did Cromdoove be like, yes, I will keep this grain? You're a god. You, you could get Gucci. You can. <laughs> like, why are you keeping grain? You Who can cares? go to space. You could have potatoes. You could have any other food and it'd probably be better. Maybe he was slighted. I'd keep grain if I had been slighted by a human. A hoarder. Oh. <laughs> So in turn, you sacrifice the first fruits of your harvest as an offering to him. Lunasa is also the closing festival for the Olympic S Games for the goddess Teltue, who gave her life to clear the plains so that they were fit for agriculture. Lu started the games in honor of her at the beginning of every harvest season, one, because of her sacrifice, but two, because she's his mommy. Oh, so he had to. He, <laughs> she told him to. It's like, if I fucking do this for you. You fucking better appreciate me and respect me and love me. Do you know what it was like to give birth to you? (laughs) All that hair. Oh, you were so big for a baby. Besides the mythos of Lu, Lunasa is a time of year where the earth is just starting to feel the hints of a waning spring. Or sorry, a waning summer. 
Sure, it's hot as hell, and your crops were knee-high by the 4th of July. <laughs> Look how big they are now! In all of its green and abundance, Lunasa asks you to not only celebrate the fruits of your labor and the abundance you've created, but also remember to begin collecting seeds for next year's planting and canning preserves to hold you through the long winter ahead. I believe that this means it's like a season of, of savoring. Of hoarding the grain. Of hoarding the grain to be <laughs> like Crom Duve. Uh, a season of savoring all of the beautiful good memories of this time that are going to hold you through those really tough times like February. Oh, hate February. And you don't get the Valentine that you wanted. So that leads us to how do we celebrate? Which is a very important question because we love to party. We are party people. We are party people. We're ready, vaccinated, out free. Boom, baby. Lunasa is a time for renewal, personal growth, and gratitude. It is also a time of preparation. Be prepared. Like Tara just said, hoarding the grains. Being the first harvest festival, one of the best ways to celebrate it is to prepare your harvest. If you have a garden, this is a lovely time for you. Like, people who have gardens always talk about their gardens. Mm. Have you noticed this? I have, yeah. I like, oh, my tomatoes. Like, I mean, it's great. You know, I'm glad you have something that's fulfilling in your life. (laughs) But the rest of us don't. So you need to just, like, take it down a notch. But now it's your time. It's time to make the jams and the jellies. Can and pickle your garden's vegetables and enjoy a hearty meal from what you've been growing in your garden this past year. Spending quality time in your garden is the perfect way to celebrate this holiday. So congrats to you. Garden owners. I'm glad that you have this and not a job. People with property. No, I mean, some people without property still have gardens. If you're a city slicker like me and don't have a garden and or don't want a garden, do not fret. You can still hang out. You can do some kitchen witchery by baking bread from scratch, which Tara has a whole thing about it because she did way more research than I did. You can also make sure you spend some time outside. Throw on that SPF 50 because it's August 1st. Like it's, It's hot. It's a little warm. And feel the sunshine on your body. Also invite some friends. Throw a picnic in the park. Some wonderful Lunasa foods include the ever wonderful bread, corn on the cob, delicious, love that shit. Put all the butter on it, salt it, apples, berries, peaches, pears, some squash or zucchini, tomatoes, and mead. Because, you know, it's a party. It's a little tipsy. And we're in medieval times. (laughs) (laughs) It's all we have. This is it, you guys. This is it. Also, you can get a little more creative with the foods. Thinking zucchini, think zoodles, like the gluten-free alternative to noodles. Prefer a berry pie or ice cream instead? Fucking go for it. The rules are your own. Live your life to the fullest. This is very cottagecore. It's very cottagecore. Lunasa is extremely cottagecore. Yeah. Another way to celebrate Lunasa is to prioritize your creativity for the day. Spend time sketching in your art pad or writing your autobiography. Or you can even work on your embroidery or paint. Just you're building upon these skills of things you already enjoy. Don't do the things you don't like. Never do the things you don't like. No. If you're like, I hate drawing. Why? What? what? You're not listening to us. (laughs) We spend all this time researching to have someone misinterpret us. It's not fair. I fell. I'm the victim. Alicia, she hobbled. I did hobble. I had to tell Tara to slow the fuck down. She's like, fucking speed racer. (laughs) Pew, pew. I'm just the dad who can't hang. 
You're the monkey. I'm the monkey (laughs) who can't drive. (laughs) You can also redecorate your home. Move the furniture around. Fuck with the feng shui. Do that home improvement project that you've been putting off for months. If you want to dress the part for Lunasa, you wear these colors. Yellow, orange, gold, green, light brown, dark purple, and tan. Very earthy, very like harvesty earthy. Mm -hmm. Herbs associated with this sabbat are... Rosemary, cinnamon, mint, basil, and garlic. Basically herbs that make great garnishes on food. Pretty herbs. We are elevating (laughs) our culinary taste. Crystals associated with Lunasa are citrine, quartz, amber, malachite, garnet, and tiger's eye. And the symbols that are attached to this holiday, in case you can't think of anything to draw. The sun, wine slash mead, because you know, we're just getting a little tipsy. Pentagrams, sunflowers, corn, wheat, and berries. Another thing you can do during this festival is create a small wicker man effigy. You know, remember that motherfucker? And you burn him. Kill him. Kill him. He's dead. Before you burn him, think of any bad habits or negative traits within yourself that you want to get rid of. Manifest that negative evil (laughs) energy that you have into this wicker man. Douse him. Gone. Better person tomorrow. Shadow self who? <laughs> I got no shadow. <laughs> Fuck, where's my shadow? <laughs> Vampire life only. One last fun tradition of Lunasa is hand fasting. Have you heard of this before? I have not, and I was looking over this, and I was like, what is this? Hand fasting is kind of like an unofficial wedding or engagement. So the word hand fasting comes from joining two lovers' hands together. So my hand and Tara's hand. Holding hands. We love that. We're hand fasting. It was a practice common by the English, Norse, and Scottish Gaels that occurred up through the Tudor England era, and it has since been revived with neo-paganism, as things are wont to do. Usually, nowadays, you will see hand fasting if you go to a witchy, pagan, or Wicca wedding. So this is where the two lovers, so think Tara and I again, hold each other's hands in front of their select family and friends. We're looking beautiful. Dresses, dresses. Uh, okay. dress, dresses. Dresses. Flowers. In my Flowers. hair. Oh, in my hair. A bouquet. Gold. Gold. Down my body. Long necklaces. Yeah. Ooh, stunning. The officium will wrap a ribbon around their hands. The ribbon will then tie the knot. Because you like tie oh, it in a knot on top. Cutie. You know, uniting the two people and their property, and student loan debt into one. <laughs> I, think, I think Leah Ingerman, this is what she did at her wedding. And that's, I think, the thing that I fucked up. Oh, no. I well, think I, clearly, I didn't know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. Hand fasting has taken off a lot more in the wedding industry, so it makes a lot of sense that Leah did it. In the last 20 years specifically, to the point where if you hire a wedding planner, the wedding planner will not call it hand fasting, but they'll just call this like a pre-Christian tradition, you know, because they don't want to say it's a witchy tradition. Oh, funny. They'll just be like, oh, it's just, it's pre-Christian. And everyone's like, oh my God, it's so moving. It's old, it's ancient. It's old, it's ancient. It used to have blood. You know, Adam and Eve did it. No, no, pre-Christian. Yeah. What? The, The animals that God brought before Adam and Eve. The snake. The snake did it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the snake and Eve <laughs> uniting as one. Another thing you can do is you can look for 
Lunasa festivals in your area, you check out Eventbrite. Eventbrite had one Zoom festival and it sounded like really cute. Some of these festivals and markets have been postponed until 2022 due to COVID, like the Pock Fair, which apparently is one of Ireland's oldest fairs, like ever. Oh, wow. Also, it sounds really fun. So it's a three-day festival, which kind of makes it sound like it's a music festival. It's, we're fucking Burning Man over here, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long weekend. Long weekend. We have the days off. We're not working. And on the first day, a wild goat is brought into the town and crowned the king, which I'm all about that, while a local girl is crowned the queen. And I don't think they kiss, so I think it's okay. But it also includes traditional music, dancing, a parade, and lots of arts and crafts, which sounds charming. I'm sure you can get drunk. Oh, for sure. We should definitely go because I just want to see this king goat, mostly. I want to meet him. I want to shake his little... His little hoof hand. Night me. (laughs) Satan, are you there? Sick and tired of listening to Irish people all day? Where is this going? Why? <laughs> Sick and tired of fucking listening to them talk about whatever it is that they talk about. <laughs> Beer and revolution. <laughs> there are other first fruit and first harvest festivals for you to enjoy. There's the Naguni people who are related members of the Bantu ethnic groups of which there are 13 and live predominantly in South Africa. There are almost 29 million Nguni living in Southern Africa and often practice a mixture of Christianity and traditional African religions. They have a history of first fruit festivals that are still in practice in KwaZulu Natal and Swaziland. While part of its purpose is to honor and sacrifice to gods that have brought about the harvest, it's also an active celebration in the face of famine. The UN called for urgent action to assist with food insecurity in Southern Africa as recently as June 2021. Oh, that was last month! Now, I said that we were going to talk about llamas. Llamas! The holiday, not the animal. But it's pronounced the same. But what if we talked about the emperor's new groove? Let me unbutton my pants. Fucking fantastic movie. Great And also, sequel, not that bad. I don't think I saw the sequel. Emperor's new groove, it's uh, about Kronk. Oh, he's great. When I think of Marcella, I like envision Kronk. Really? Yeah. And I'm definitely... The bad witch. Isma. I'm Isma. Exactly. I'm a hundred percent Isma. And she gets turned into a cat at the end. Yeah, and he likes to joke that he's like a himbo, and I think that's the best himbo, like dominant woman relationship out there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What a good movie. I think they fucked. Oh yeah, and she, you know, she kind of regretted it. I don't regret <laughs> fucking Marcel. I realized I had to like put an asterisk there, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, how do you get? I, that's why he's so out of control all mm-hmm. the time. But there was no way around it. It's like a really funny movie. It I watched really it recently. Movie. I think I watched it during COVID. Yeah, it's a goofy one. Okay, okay. We can talk about llamas now. So it said it's llamas, not lamas? It's not lamas like the birthing exercises. It's llamas. Lamas? Is, is that the... <gasps> yeah, that's lamas. Oh, your lamas exercises. Which maybe you could Are do just your... Kegels? You could do your oh, lamas really? during llamas. Oh. I'd your... rather be hanging out with llamas during llamas. Yes. Because what you could be doing is making some very cute llama bread. Oh. The British Christian Holy Day Llamas is often held up next to Lunasa as a mirroring harvest festival. They happen at the same time. Ah, uh, so someone copycatted someone. I would fucking guess who. I know. 
Lamas was originally called Loaf Mass Day, but I guess it doesn't really roll off the tongue that well. So then we got lazy and very British and decided on llamas. Oh, I love when they do that. Now, when I say loaves, I don't mean chubby cats or sleepy uncles. I mean <laughs> loaves of bread. Mm. And not just any loaves of bread, loaves of bread, you guessed it, made from the first fruits of your harvest. Can you see? Mm. Um, coming You're around. losing me at fruit bread, though. Well, you don't have to think. <laughs> it is 2021, and I can celebrate this however I fucking want. You can. You could literally put <laughs> anything in this bread. Perfect. And I, and I was thinking, I was like, this seems like a really great opportunity for people that, you know, grow basil or grow apples. Maybe not so great for people that grow Brussels sprouts. That sounds gross. It does sound gross, but Brussels sprouts are very good. They're extremely good. Maybe not in bread. Maybe not in bread. Actually, I would try tried. it. Guess what we're doing? <laughs> we got plans. When you Google llamas loaves, Something I didn't expect, was absolutely delighted to find, is that sometimes people get really into the design of the loaf. Oh my god. That's beyond me. And I I don't think you have to make the bread like a special design, but some people get really, really into it. Like they design it like their family and it's kind of like they're giving their family to the god as like a presentation. But one of the really big designs is this thing called a wheat sheaf which is a long bundle of grain tied with a rope. And it's meant to represent like plentiful and uh, plentiful harvest and fertility. The oh, idea being beautiful. that like, not only am I giving you my first harvest, look how fucking big it is. And it's stunning. Oh, really beautiful. It's very like great British baking show. Yeah. All right, now we're moving on to Hebrew words. I'm ready. And I want you to know that Alicia and I did just spend the last two minutes making sure that we read and listened to all of the how to pronounce videos, and most of them are a robot woman's voice. Well, Tara was listening. I was being assaulted by a fly. Yeah, so I was busy. She was <laughs> defending herself <laughs> from assault. <laughs> he's very, he's into he's you. You sound good. Me. I don't know. I put that retinoid oil on my face, but. Oh, that's why our skin looks so good. Oh, this just looks oily. <laughs> no, it look, you look like, it's like a glow. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. So the Hebrew word bikarim, which can mean first fruits, is related to the same root word for bakor, which is, quote unquote, firstborn. Mm. This comes from a tradition that one's firstborn son, beast, or harvest of grain belongs to the God of Israel. On jewishvirtuallibrary.org, there was some back and forth as to the method of sacrifice, whether it's like simply laid on an altar or burned to a tiny little crisp. There is a named first fruits festival called Shavor or Hagha Bikrim, which happens around the end of May or beginning of June each year. But there are several hints to potential other first fruits festivals or rituals in the writings of most Abrahamic traditions. The Bible's so hard to keep up with sometimes. And then there are unicorns in it. And I'm like, I, I don't know what's happening. And nobody talks about it? I don't know. It's crazy. Anyway. Anyways. That's Lunasa. That's Lunasa. And it it's kind of surprising that that's Lunasa. Right? I feel like, like there's this is two of them. There are lovers, a fly lovers in this room. One's right there on Why? the toilet or on the paper towels. Do you see that? I, those are supposed to be clean. They're not clean. That's not COVID safe. Uh, I'm surprised that there wasn't more, more, you know? Mm -hmm. I thought there would be more to it. It's a beautiful word, Lunasa. Yeah, Definitely um, dibs on my firstborn being called Lunasa. <laughs> Have fun saying that, everyone. 
<laughs> with the G's and the H's. With the G's and the D's and the H's everywhere. But I also really respect a festival that's not trying to be too much. Yeah. Yeah. It's about partying and having fun and cherishing each other as opposed to like, I have to put together this fucking dumbass supper and I have to like put my costume on and oh, the dead are rising. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things happening right now, okay? I like the vibe, but pumpkin spice lattes are going to be gone soon, so I'm kind of mourning this period. I get I get it. <laughs> Which is in the news. Oh, we're hyping, elevating, elevating. Elevating. First story is New Collegiate Witch Society. Love this. Cambridge University can look forward to a new after-school program called the Witch Society. Created by Georgie Windsor and Zanab Athumani, the team has decided to start a community at their school for witches, Wiccans, and neo-pagans. Love that. The Witch Society promotes the use of magic to empower an individual or collective practice with no set framework or standard strata of how to engage with it. Whether you believe in deities, practice rituals for mental health purposes, or use witch as a politics term, this society is for you. To which I say, that's what our podcast is. That is, oh my God, that is. But that's charming. Can we steal that? That's like... Did they steal it? Did Motherfucking Georgie. Zanai. No. Zainab. Zainab. Georgie and Zainab. Fucking English people. They take everything. (laughs) The society is open to all genders and is a safe and inclusive space. Georgie said, really anyone is welcome. We have no typical type of person we are expecting as a witch. Love that. Same as us, though. Mm -hmm. We We feel that way, too. Suspicious. Don't make it sound like these people said it and we're stealing it. It's definitely the other way around. We've been here for three years. When asked Georgie would describe what a witch is, she quoted this. Being a witch means living in this world consciously, powerfully, and unapologetically. Congrats, Cambridge University, for your new, really cool after-school program. You need to kick those people out because that is intellectual property. (laughs) And they plagiarized their club. What if they called it witch yes? Hello, witch. Hello, witch. That's cute, though. I like that. Up next, The Good Witch Cancelled. Dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun. Sorry. <laughs> it was announced early July that the Hallmark show, The Good Witch, will not be renewing for a new season. Have you ever heard of the show? No, actually. So it pops up in Witches in the News research like all the time because it literally has witch in the name. But I've not, I've not seen it. And I haven't had Hallmark for or cable for like 10 years. How so do you even access know. that? I tried looking it up. I think you need like a cable provider and you then you can watch it on the internet. But I'm like, I obviously don't. I don't know. But anyways, just because I don't know it doesn't mean I can't talk about it. <laughs> I'm a journalist too. <laughs> but apparently it has a kind of cult-like following for those who love the Hallmark Channel. The craziest part of this, The Good Witch has been running for 13 years and seven seasons. Oh, they are not new. They're not new at all. Oh, they're renewing, so or they're not renewing, but it would have been season eight. That's crazy. I watched the trailer for season one, and it almost feels like a Grey's Anatomy type of romantic love drama, except, guys, the lead, she's a witch. <gasps> dun, dun. 
Set in the town of Middleton, the show follows Cassandra Nightingale. Oh, She's gosh, the name. Cassandra. Sometimes she goes by Cassie. She's the owner of a shop called Bell Book and Candle and follows her love story with Dr. Sam Radford. So it sounds a little steamy, right? And it's the Hallmark Channel, so I'm expecting it to be a little steamy. I need some, like, lingering hand touches. Ooh. Some misunderstandings. Yeah, some tinctures. Like, let's just bring it. The series finale aired on Sunday, July 25th. And y'all should just let me know if this is worth watching, because I love witchy shit. And I guess if it is worth watching, you should also share your cable information because I don't have that and I'm not planning on getting it. These are just the facts. These are just the facts. But I'm sorry I've not talked about The Good Witch before, so I wanted to make sure it had its due for its end. Rest in peace. (laughs) In our last story, South Carolina's Nightmare Witch disappeared. (gasps) Bum, bum. That's a lot of drama. That's a lot of drama. In Port Royal, South Carolina, the Nightmare Witch sculpture has gone missing. Town manager Van Willis tried to describe this unusual-looking sculpture that has been around since the early 2000s, which is that of a woman holding a shield and holding up her hand as if to say, stop. And she was also 12 feet tall with rubber hair. Rubber hair? Rubber hair. Like Polly Pocket, they could change it out. Yeah. You better not have one of those like weird addiction shows where someone loves eating like the fucking wheel chips. (laughs) Don't let them see her. Save this statue, you guys. Stop. Stop. Don't eat me. I'm 12 feet tall. Some people find her really creepy and others find her delightful, as with most things. The Nightmare Witch, officially named the mother of rubber <laughs> is a piece of art created by Dessa Kirk as part of an exhibit in Chicago in 2000. Port Royal acquired the exhibit the next year. Kirk created the sculpture after learning of an Amazon forest spirit who protects rubber trees from overharvesting, she told the Chicago Tribune in 2000. The lady is made of recycled steel, her hair of old truck tires. Badass. Badass. The town has decided to replace the sculpture with an array of seven flags that represent the entities that have ruled the town throughout history. French, Spanish, English, Scottish, Confederate States of America, Uh United States, and South Carolina. That's a big uh uh-oh. Which is, you know, weird. Because just keep the creepy looking witch, you know? Yeah. Whatever. For now, the Nightmare Witch will be housed at the town's public works building. Eventually, town officials say she will land in a park with the mayor of Port Royal, Joe DeVito, saying, we'll find her a home. I don't know if he said it that dramatically, but I really hope he did. We will find this woman a home. She's been standing a long time. She's just sit down. Her hair is melting. We, we are dealing with climate change. We will find her a house, a family, a, a husband. community, a husband, a 12-foot, tire-haired <laughs> husband. And that's a picture of her for your viewing pleasure, Tara. I mean, it's quite beautiful. Yeah, it's, a it's really crazy. Beautiful piece. She's like a little eerie, but that was like the best picture they had of her, and I was like, I want to see that face. Yeah, she's not friendly looking. She's more sort of ominous. She is a a little bird like too, oh, in like yeah. the dress, one hundred percent. And that has been witches in the news. Oh my gosh! Thank you. You're welcome. So good. Thank you. My contribution for the week. All right, now we're moving into. Our final segment. About microwaves. About 
microwaves. Yes. Well, it's about a specific type of spell that you can use in the microwave and that I feel like, you know, we've talked about like neo-witchcraft, like bringing things into the tech industry. Like we have all of these different tools. All tools were new at some point. So Mm -hmm. it makes sense that a microwave would be some kind of tool that you could use in your witchcraft. So this is an unwanted guest be gone spell by <laughs> by Sean Robbins who wrote the book Wikipedia like W I C C A Wikipedia oh. a modern day white witch's guide. <laughs> so the spell's pretty simple. Do you just burn popcorn? You burn popcorn and you throw it. The hot butter. <laughs> unwanted guest be gone. Leave. We've already watched Emperor's New Groove twice. <laughs> Leave. The intent of the spell is for someone that is left to not never come back. Mm, a change the locks kind of spell. Yeah. So what you do is you pour bottled water into an open cup. Mm-hmm. It's got to be open on top. Thinking like a mug, some kind of little teacup. Make it fancy. Yeah, microwave safe. Yes, microwave safe. No metal. <laughs> Listen. Listen, guys. Then you're going to put it into the microwave for one minute. Got it. Once the water is warmed up, and it's going to be really hot. You're going to take it out of the microwave. And then that's the microwave's done. That was it? That was it. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. And then you're going to repeat the incantation three times. It's very simple. Go away. <laughs> Go away. No, no, no. That's not it. I'm so sorry. Um, it's magic water. Bless thee. Magic water. Cleanse me. Okay. Pretty easy. Let the water cool completely. And then place two cloves of garlic into the water. To elevate it, to make it fancy. To ward off vampires, you know, all of that. Then leave the mug on the windowsill overnight. The next day, drain the water into a separate bowl, set the garlic aside, and go to the front door of your home and rub one of the garlic cloves around the door frame. So your door frame smells stinky. It is. Okay. Okay. Sprinkle a few drops of the magical water on the floor, just inside the door. It's a stinky situation. Yeah. And then when it's done, dispose of the potion down the sink, saying the words again three times. Magic water, et cetera, et cetera. And then throw away the remaining nubs of garlic. Make sure your pets don't get a hold of them. Keep the garlic outside the door frame. Don't bring it in. Dogs, very toxic to dogs. And that's it. That's I want to thank again Sean Robbins, who um, made this very accessible Wikipedia spell for us. <laughs> thank you, Sean. And that's been our episode. Holy shit. Oh, my God. Is this this the first time that we haven't had to change batteries? It's dead. No, I'm playing. Uh, We got one left. Holy shit. 25%. We got to go. We would like to thank our producer, Marcel Perez, our Mallory Porter. Our Mallory. Our Mallory Porter. Creative director, Mallory Porter, and Kevin McLeod for the music that we use in the intro and outro. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you. I'd really like to thank anyone who left reviews. On Apple Podcasts, not iTunes, because they're killing it. And also anywhere that uh, you can find your podcast. Leaving reviews on any of those websites is extremely helpful. I love that. If you want to find me on Instagram, you can find me at Alicia Period Herder. If you want to find me, I'm Tara. You can find me on Instagram at Her Lovely Face. That's my art Instagram. And then uh, you can also find me at underscore Little Moss. That's my private Instagram. I just check to see if you are following Worthy. Alicia. Hot. I see if you're hot. You know, hottie. Okay, you can come in. Hottie with a body. 
We're on Instagram, at which, yes, share an episode in your stories, tag us, and we'll feature you in our stories. And if you don't like Instagram, we got you, boo. We've got, which, yes, the Facebook coven. We've got a hop in Discord. And you can just snail mail us at witchyespodcast at gmail.com if you want. That was fucking fire. I, I, we're on 25% battery. Oh, shit, I am, okay. <laughs> I'm in it. If you love our podcast and you want to have more of it, guess what? There's a bunch of content over on Patreon. And you might be like, I don't have time for another Patreon. I don't have the money. It's $5 a month. You get two extra episodes a month. So that makes this a weekly podcast. And not only that, we have a whole back catalog of like really cool, interesting topics. Alicia and I go a little bit more loosey-goosey with it in the sense that we cover topics that maybe are not under the general umbrella of witchcraft. We have also a secret podcast that only exists on Patreon. On top of that, this is all you get at the $5 level. You also get to ask questions. Ooh. So Patreon witches, they know what the next episode is about. They have the opportunity to ask questions about the next topic so that their questions get answered. They're like, does Lunas have anything to do with llamas? And we're like, no. Do llamas have anything to do with llamas? And we're like, still, no. But thanks for asking. We appreciate it. $10 and above get access to our close friends list and more. They get show notes. Sometimes they get new moon readings, mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. And you get the satisfaction of supporting three really struggling artists. <laughs> and that means something. And this has been Wish Yes. Yes.